and I'm over on Zoom. I've got here a very special guest, which is uh, Robert Eaton. And uh, Robert is the owner of the Facebook group, Gym Leads Secrets. He's also a fitness business owner about to open up uh, his third location and has an online training business. And he also helps gym owners and fit pros to get more clients and grow organically without spending a ton of money on Facebook ads. So I, I came across uh, Robert a couple of weeks ago, um, saw he had some amazing content going out there and really doing his best to serve fit pros. And he is actually one of the guys who's actually been there, done it, and is still doing it in the trenches, which to me puts, puts his advice top of the pile because there's so many people out there who frankly really don't know what they're talking about. So I wanted to get Robert uh, on the podcast today and so we could, uh, we could chat, share his story and offer you some advice if you're looking to grow your business more organically, uh, if Facebook is breaking the bank right now, or maybe if, if Facebook ads are going really well for you, but you're just depending on that, that's just as bad. So you want to be supplementing that with some organic marketing and, and, and Robert's got a ton of stuff. So uh, welcome onto the podcast, Robert. Great to have you with me today. Hey, thanks. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. So let's get straight into this. You've got a pretty uh, amazing backstory of, of where you've come from to get to where you are today. So would you mind sharing a bit of that with the, with the listeners first about what got you to where you are today and uh, you know, what, what's put you in that position to be running a successful business today and sharing it with other people? Yeah. So, um, you know, I think my, the backstory has a lot to do with even being able to be successful today, right? What, what we learn as we go along. But for me, I had been addicted to drugs from the time I was 12 years old and, and ended up um, homeless, you know, as a result of drug addiction, just two months shy on my 29th birthday. So about 17 years straight, I ended up homeless, obese, pre-diabetic, hypertensive, high cholesterol. I was a completely broken human being, right? And, um, you know, for me, it was just a cry out to God and asking for help, right? Like, I didn't want to hurt people anymore, and I didn't know how to stop. And um, I found myself in a, in a detox facility a couple of days later. I got clean, and here we are seven years later, right, where I've been able to stay clean and, and build a, a life for myself and, and one that I built on um, the foundation was just my faith in God, but really showing up to help other people, man. And, and, and that's, that's how we ended up here today. That's amazing, man. Just seven years ago as well. Uh, so it's not a long time when you think about it, really. It's, uh, it can feel like a lifetime away. Yeah, no, it, it, seven years, it's, man, you, sometimes I think I'll be talking to, like, I, I work with guys that are just getting clean, right? And they're, you know, a couple months in and this and that. And, I, and I'm like, man, I, I remember when I had three months clean, like it was yesterday. Like, it's just been so fast. And here we are seven years later, man. It, it, it flies by. It's, it's how not. Did you, and so how did you feel? Like, when you, so when you first got, you first got clean those months, did you, could you ever envision, like, like five years, seven years later, you'd, you could be anywhere like this or what, what was like, what was your mindset at that time when you just got clean? What did you think was going to happen next? Man, when I, when I got clean, the only thing that I really wanted to focus on was, was staying clean for a minute and, and repairing the relationships that meant so much to me that had just been completely fractured and broken. And, and they were just, and that, that pain well, was, was really eating away at me and, and really fueled the using, right? Like I, I didn't know how to, 
work through problems. So they always got worse. So I just continued to use drugs to try and numb them out and block them out. So when I got clean, you know, um, even right now, so I was a high school athlete, right? And, and I was always a really fit kid. And I was, I, I, when I got clean, I was nearly 300 pounds. When I looked in the mirror and seen, like I, got, I could see physically what, what had happened to my life. It, it stood right in front of me. So that one of the first things that I wanted to do was just to get, to get my health back too, right? I, I, if you would have told me then that I would own, you know, online training business, I'd be building gyms, like I would have never even imagined that that was the route I'd be. I was an obese guy that the doctors wanted on medication, let alone help anybody else, right? Amazing, so, pretty amazing. Yeah. So, and so how did it go about starting the gym? What was that process like? So to get back into the gym, man, I, I just had to show up, right? You know, and, 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 that, and that's where I feel my gift is now with being able to help people in the gym, right? It is, is having been on both sides, a high school athlete in really good shape and then being in the worst shape of my life and actually going through the process of getting back into phenomenal shape and performing as a high-level athlete, right? And, and, and being able to really say to someone like, hey, you just got to show up, man in the beginning don't put so much pressure on yourself just show up like because that's what I did right because that's what I did is always my line at the end right I always teach what I know and what I've done even with the gym owners that I work with now I'll teach people to do things that's theoretical that should work it's the stuff that I do that I know does work because I feel that is the best way to actually help people so I just started showing up and I got help man the same things that we talk about right I hired a trainer to start helping me, helping me be accountable, right? Teaching me some new things. I put my ego out of the way. He started helping me, right? We started to form a relationship. I started to see results, right? I started to, to listen to him. And what happened though, and why the gym is so important to me is the principles that you apply when you're working out, the sacrifice and the discipline and the consistency, right? And all these things, I started to say to myself, like I'm getting amazing results here in the gym. If I start to apply this stuff in my day-to-day -day life, chances are I'm going to see the same results. And that's what I started to do. And my professional life got better. My relationships got better. And all of a sudden, here we are seven years later, and I found myself in a position. I'm a high school dropout, right? I have no parents never give me money and no formal education, none of this stuff. And I built a life for myself really around a set of principles, man, that I first started to see come to life in my life inside the gym. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Um, even to this day, I say the same thing that everything I learned about business, I learned from fitness and everything I know about fitness, I learned from business. Yeah. The same way the principles overlap. So mm -hmm. let's talk about, about your gym. You're on uh, location number three coming up and you've got the online business. So, um, so where, did, where, where did it start for you and where, where did you kind of start picking up the, the organic marketing strategies and why did that become such a, a, a backbone behind building the company, do you think? Yeah, so, man, because, I mean, in short, man, you know, to, to be able to drive business to yourself organically, it's all about relationships, right? So you have to have healthy relationships. And pr prior to opening the gym, I spent over four years working in business development in the private side of healthcare and substance abuse, right? I, I, I was a marketer before I ever opened the gym. And so we in private healthcare here in the US with substance abuse, we're not allowed to run paid ads on Facebook or Google, 
right? So everything that I did marketing was always about building, fostering, and maintaining relationships, right? So I got to learn marketing offline for what marketing really is long before social media ever showed up, right? It, it, it's about, you know, uh, relationships. Even here, what about online when you're making five and seven touches with people? When I'm building a relationship with someone, I got to go visit them five and seven times, right? I got to get them to like me and be my friend and trust me. Like I learned all of this stuff, right? So th that was always a skill set of mine was building relationships and, and then ultimately turning them into business relationships. And when I opened my gym, um, I, I just like so many other people, I didn't know how to run Facebook ads, right? I knew how to uh, run groups because I had used groups when I was uh, in private healthcare. So I used groups and I did what I could, but I even found myself in a position as a gym owner where I had to seek out help to learn how to do the paid strategies online. And when I, when I, when I I've reached out to someone, end up finding someone to help me, what I found was that the people that were teaching gym owners how to market online and, and, and advertise their business we're fundamentally teaching them the wrong way to do business, right? And, and, and I kind of separated myself from that, took what we need, learned how to do the software online, but we continue to, to build really strong relationships in our community where having Facebook ads was just a luxury of, of being able to have another way to drive traffic to us, but we never depended on it, right? And, um, you know, I never seen myself in a position where I would one day get to help gym owners do the same thing but an opportunity fell in my lap and I wanted to, I took that opportunity to start helping gym owners be able to see that so many of them are spending so much time and money behind a computer trying to build an actual local brick and mortar business that just doesn't make sense. And, and, and that's why we've moved in that direction to not only continue to uh, build in the way that we do, but help other people because there's so many gym owners out there that got into this uh, business to help people, you know, like you, you the, the stereotype about the gym owner is usually true. A lot of them are broke, but they still go in anyway because they have a heart to help. And that heart has been what's taken from people because they've been spending so much time in virtual reality trying to run ads to build a business that's built upon relationships. Yeah, I'm totally with you there. And it's, it's this conversation now, like I know you've been having this conversation for a long, long time, but now it's going to come to the forefront again. And I, I really think we're going to go full circle because I was the same when I first built my fitness boot camp, my first one, uh, seven, eight, nine years ago, whatever it was. Uh, I didn't have that luxury of Facebook ads and I was spending two to three hours a day. You know, there wasn't as much social media either. There was Facebook back then. Um, there was no Instagram. Um, and so I would, you know, I was spending three, four hours a day hitting the streets, connecting with salon owners, knocking on doors. Even before that, when I, 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 I grew a martial arts academy when I was 19, back before I knew what a business was, I was just going out there hitting doors and doing this stuff because I, I thought that that's what you do, right? And then I remember when you know, I probably built my first 40, 50 clients organically, and then, then the whole Facebook ad thing came about, and I started doing ads, and, and we did double our client base in about – three weeks after that. But yeah, it's, it's what's happened now. I, I, I feel for the, the coaches who've come into the industry in the last three to five years and Facebook ads is all they've known. Mm -hmm. And probably most of them have come in because of the Facebook ad opportunity as well. And now that's evaporating at a massive rate. 
like I said, yeah, they're, they're, they're stuck with their laptops and their phones and they haven't got the balls to go and walk and, and walk into a salon and speak to a salon owner or a school or, or start a conversation in a coffee shop with someone. Um, yeah. cause we're like, they're so just dependent on this now. Uh, and I, and I really think this is, this is, this is why I wanted to get this interview with you right now, because in 2020, the Facebook ad opportunity as it is, I believe is really going to crumble away. And this, what you're, what you're teaching people and have been teaching people and doing for years is going to be again, um, not all that's left, but it's going to be back on the forefront for everyone. They're going to realize now that they have to start doing this stuff. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, you know, it's, it's, it's super vital and, um, people are going to start more and more starting to wake up to this message. I think that, uh, me guys like me and you, we did this back when this was all there was. So we, we did, we, we, we appreciated the Facebook ads, but we didn't take it for granted and we didn't, and we always realized this is the way you really build a business for the long term. So, um, I think that's pretty awesome. So what would you say then? I mean, what are a couple of things if we're, if we're going to look, if a, if a fit pro is listening to this right now and they're going to think, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to put my mobile phone down. I'm going to turn the Facebook ads off for a second organic marketing strategy. What's the, what's the first thing they've got to think about when it comes to this kind of plan rolling out? Yes. The, the first thing to, to think about is that you have to know the person that you're trying to attract into your business, right? You need to know who they are, right? What they're into, what they're not into, what their pain points are, right? Where, where, where they're doing business in your local community. So that the first thing that you have to do is, I mean, you have to know who you are, right? And who you're not. And then you have to know your, your prospect. And, and what I find with so many gym owners is they, they, they're trying, they don't even know who they're trying to bring into their business, right? Because they have been taking the advice from so many other people that are just saying, hey, just put this stuff up here, throw up this age group, throw up this radius, and just th throw the net out. Whoever comes in, comes in, right? But then they attract in all kinds of walks of life, and then they wonder why their attrition rates are so high. They can't build continuity within their community because they're just taking anybody in that they can get. And, and so the first thing you need to do before you actually go fishing is to find out who the fish is that you want to catch and learn about them, right? And when you break it down, I guess, speaking in that language, like what, what fish do I want to catch and, and what are they into? What are they top feeders, bottom feeders? What kind of bait do they want, right? What's going to keep them around? Like they have to learn that first, right? That's the first step you got to take. Awesome. Yeah, I think I said, you know, it's, it's uh, the ideal customer. The ideal customer has all your answers, right? Yes. I so tell I, my... So write that. Ask your ideal customer. Shall I do audio or video? Ask your ideal customer, right? Yes. Okay. So, okay. So they... And what, what do you think about... One thing I hear a lot from FitPros is uh, that, that conflict between there's the people they really have the heart to serve... And then there's the market they think are going to make them the money. Yeah. Uh, have you had like those kind of conversations with fit pros of that conflict of like, I would love to work with like youth athletes. That's my passion. But isn't, isn't like 30 to 45 year old house moms, the real good market that everyone's getting money from right now. Yeah. So I mean, there, and, and I hear that all the time, right? So there, there, there's a number of different ways that you can approach that. And it, and it is geared 100% like this is where being a leader in your business comes into play, right? Just taking a look 
at what's out there and being honest about the data itself and then making decisions behind it. Right. If, if you want to, if you want to work with youth athletes and, and you're really passionate about that, by all means do it, but then you need to set your business up in a way, right. To be able to uh, operate and, and, and generate a revenue that you need to working with that population. Right. Don't go building some massive gym with all the bells and whistles and whatnot. And then, and then you can't even get them into, into your building. Right. Um, you know, cause working with kids is great, but at the same time, then you're also going to have kids or, you know, they, they decide to go onto different sports or kids are getting older. They don't need any more. So you're still going to have to find a way to continuously get people into your program. And, and then the other side of that though, too, is that you can have multiple programs running under one roof. I, I think where, you know, people get tripped up is they think that they just, um, hey, I, I can only, I only, I only can serve that house mom or the, the 30 to 45 year old mom that needs to lose weight and I can't do anything else. Right. And it's like, it's like, no, that's not true. But then don't try to build your entire business around it either. Pe people just need to step back and, and actually put a plan in place to build their business. You can work with who you want to. And yes, at the end of the day, you know, especially here in the US, three out of four people basically are overweight and need to get into shape. And if you're doing group fitness, it is primarily women, right? 30 and above, right? So that is going to help you earn income, but you can use that, right? To, to build, a, a, um, I'd say the foundation within your business where it pays its bills and takes care of itself. And then you have the other component going as well. And you could be more involved in the other component. There's a number of different things that people can do but, but they're just not making any kind of plans to do any of it. It's like, oh, I either got to do all of this or then I can't do that. And it's like, well, why, you know? Well, because some guy told me then that's what I can do. And that guy doesn't even have a gym. It doesn't even have this business. It has never, you know, like I, I would encourage fit pros to actually put a plan in place to be able to do what they want and, and find, there's, a, there's ways to make things work. Great stuff. Great stuff. And so, okay. So we, we, we have the target market we want to work with. And then, so what would you say would be the next couple of things? What would you, what would you encourage your FIPRO to do at that point when it starts with organic marketing? Are you, are you going to are we talking about having them make, you know, content online? We're we talking about building relationships. What are the next couple of things you'd be encouraging FIPROs to be doing? Yeah, so, so what I encourage FitPros to do is to use a combination, right? You can learn a lot online, you know, to be able to set yourself up to do even offline marketing, right? So I help FitPros even go after they have their demographic of the prospect targeted that they're looking for is to go on to like their, uh, in, into their business manager or whatnot and look into audience insights and find the other businesses in town that your target prospect likes to do business with and go build relationships with those business owners, right? And, and you can cross promote to where you're sending out promotions through to your email list for that business owner, and they can do the same for you. And, and I always encourage the gym owner, look, we're going into this with intent. You go meet the business owner and you volunteer first. Like, hey, you know what? Like, there's probably a lot of people that we do business with that probably come here and eat at your restaurant. Do you guys have any promotions going on right now? We'd like to send out an email to our list. It's got like 6,000 people on it for you, right? Oh, you'd like to do that? And it's like, absolutely. And, by, and, and then you know what comes behind that. Hey, can we do that for you? Right? And, and not only are you cross promoting now, but now you're building relationships with that business owner. You're at the top of their mind. Your prospect does business with them. Anytime Jim comes up, they're going to be talking about you, right? And, and, and you're getting tighter in the community. 
And at the same time, I have the gym owners that I work with on a personal level set up their, their social media to create an organic funnel, right? To where it, you can easily get people onto your Facebook page, right? And you have things that are right in front of them, you know, that they can grab onto like little lead magnets and whatnot, where you start to collect their emails from them, right? And then segment their personal. I, I teach gym owners to take their personal page in their local market and turn their personal Facebook page into a marketing machine segment your friends list, right? Have anyone that might be a prospect and post relevant stuff every day on your personal page, you know, to that audience because they, their guard is down. They, it doesn't feel like a sale. They think you're just posting to your entire Facebook page, right? And they happen to be seeing this stuff and they're engaging with you on a personal level, but you're actually posting with intent, right? So we, we work on, uh, you know, setting up organically online with our own personal social media. We work offline building relationships in the community with local business owners that target our same prospect. And then the other part of the organic thing that we do is really using your members, right? Like uh, I've run into so many fit bros that are just like, you know, how, how do you get your members to, to refer to you? And, and, and I'm confused by that at times. It's like, well, I mean, you, ha you have a very good relationship with them. You, you, you press and pour into them. And then, you, and then you incentivize them to do something. People are always looking for a reason, right? You don't just ask them to refer to you, but be, that, that word because is strong, right? Like, because you can be part of somebody else's journey, right? And you'll get to see the impact that you're gonna have on other people's lives and what it's gonna do for you. And we always, you know, just uh, preach community inside our gym and then operate that way. And our, our members fill our gym at this point, man. So um, be, between those three areas, your members, what you could do personally, and what you do offline relationship-wise, you're, you're going to start to have people moving their way into your gym without even spending a penny on ads. Amazing. Yeah. What's been, uh, what's been one of the most powerful strategies for you out of all those things? What just for you guys is, is, is like one of your favorite uh, strategies overall that you've used? So it's our members. So one, one strategy that we use with our members is we do like a seven day detox. That's free seven day detox for friends and family. And we have a piece of copy that we wrote, right? That we will put in our member group. And then they take the copy, they plug in their name. So it'll be like, hi, if you're seeing this, you're a friend of whoever that member is, they plug in their name, Christy. You've seen Christy in the gym getting amazing results. You might have thought about joining Christy, right? And we go through the copy here and we invite them in for seven day detoxes, right? And, and each day for seven days in a row, our members post, they'll post a before and after picture one day. They post our schedule in the copy with a copy one day. They post pictures with their teammates showing community one day, fun activities that we do outside of exercise at our gym. So, and through a seven day process, their friends get to see just how much we have going on, right? And they're always tagging us. And whenever friends comment, we reach out. And the next Monday, we start a seven-day detox, right? And, and by day three, what we do is we go to, to the friends that are, have joined. Hey, how's it going, Susie? Oh, man, I love it here. Awesome. We love having you here. Here's the deal. You know, it's Kayla finally got you to come and join her. On Monday, Kayla is starting like a fat loss program that we have going on. And we'd love to have you be part of it, right? You're already here. You're already going. Let's get you signed up. You know, awesome. I'm going to do it with Kayla. Like they have a friend, right? We sign them up for six months right there. Put them through like a six-week program or a 28-day fat loss program. And, and, we, and we, that is like our power move that we use all the time, man. We use the friends to get them in. 
And then the friend that's in, we use their friend again to keep them in by backing up with another program that's going to start right after seven days. Perfect. Good stuff. That's a good one. That. So, um, do you guys, have you guys, um, use like the plastic gift cards by any chance? So yeah, we, we use, uh, we do use plastic gift cards. Um, we, we have like business card, uh, free trials as well, right. That we send out. My brother actually even has his truck wrapped and on the side of the window, right. There's a box that, he, so he had it like, you know, glued on or whatever to his window and it has an arrow. It says free trial right to it. They could flip up the thing and pull out little cards, man. So whenever he's parked somewhere in a parking lot, people could just walk up to the vehicle and, and grab it. And, and we love that because you'll hear people say that, you know, LBOs are not the way to go. But if, if our truck is in a parking lot somewhere and someone actually walks up to it and grabs a free trial card, we know that that person's, you know, being a little bit intentional about getting started in the gym somewhere, they went and walked up to it and grabbed that, right? Yeah, yeah. So no, we, we love using the, the, the plastic gift cards. Uh, had some crazy things happen with those, like people selling them for us and shit like that. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Um, but I don't, I never put money into business cards. Um, but I remember with these, these plastic gift cards, um, yeah, they do, they do crazy well selling those. Um, so what do you say to someone who, um, like, so you, you're, you teach with pros, this stuff, right? You, you, you let them know all these strategies, tons of stuff they can go away with. What, what kind of objections do you usually get from fit pros then about why they, why they can't do this stuff or why they won't do it? And, and like, what would, what would you really want to say to them when, when they raise those objections with you? Yeah. So I don't have time, right? It's, it's time. And it's like, okay, then what else are you going to be doing? Right. You're going to be running around trying to plug the other holes that you have in your business that you've created through the way you bring people in. That's the problem. Right. Or, um, you know, the, the other part is I got a lot of fit pros now that I'll run into. It's like, my overhead is $10,000 more than my EFT is bringing in. So I need to bring in more people fast right now. And it's like, no, you don't really like, here's what you need to do or what I suggest. You need to read a book on leadership because if you, if you have your company 10 K into the hole on the first of the month, because of what you're doing, that's poor leadership, right? That's poor financial management, right? That's a terrible business plan. Like you don't need more leads right? You need to grow and develop as a leader in your business, right? And I, I give them the hard truth because, you know, so, so many people bought into this poor idea of how they can grow their gym that a lot of them, you know, for a little while, we're getting a lot of leads, bringing people in, they're running churn factories though, but they have inflated expenses, right? The leads dry up, but they bought into this mindset that they can own a gym and not have to work at all. And it's like, man, don't you know that you got into an industry with low margins to begin with? Like that, that was a fantasy guys. So like you could continue to try and do what you're doing, but you're going to be stuck in more debt and you're going to end up without a gym or you can lace up and let's get to work and we'll get out of this thing together. But you got time because right now you, the time you've been spending doing other things, you're wasting your time. Right. And, and, and you can, you don't need to put a hundred leads into your gym today. You're going to probably need to fire a couple people, man, because you're overstaffed for the most part. You're spending money the way that you shouldn't. And, and we got to start there before you even try to start bringing more people into your gym. That's it. Well said, man. This is, this is such an important conversation to be having. You know, it, it really is because of that, this whole, um, I think, again, I'll argue, like I, I think the last five years, many, many fit pros became self-employed because they saw the Facebook ad opportunity 
and you know they they get this quick win they get a hundred facebook leads the first month and they you know they make 10k in upfront sales and then they they raise their expenditure and then and then create 10k of they make 10k of fixed overheads on 10k of variable income yeah and yeah. then three months down and, and they've got no operating cash so they're one month away from bankruptcy and um that's the state of the industry that's and the guys like yourself who, who get the leadership, get the business structure, get the financial management, you can, you can capitalize on having more leads coming in and scale effectively. But those who don't, they just crush themselves under their own impatience and greed, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and greed becomes part of it, man. The, the busy guy is easy to beat, man, <clears throat> because they're not really thinking. They're not deep in thought about what they're going to execute on. They're just trying to play catch up. And I tell people right now, like our gym, you know, here in Conroe, doing about $50,000 a month typically with, you know, our EFT is at 33,000, right? And so $33,000 a month right now is our working capital, right? Not 50, 33, right? We build everything around the 33 because then we, we are always good to go. And, and when it comes to running ads, right? From a micro gym standpoint, we can outspend everybody, you know, because we got money and we don't spend it. It's like, well, why do you want to go spend money when you don't have to, and you could just put it in your pocket, right? I'd rather go spend it on my, on my own things, right? You know, so people's um, perspective on the way that they're going to grow a gym is, is way off. And, and what I believe has happened, and I share this with the gyms that I work with is, look, you got two options with your gym. I mean, you got three, but if you want to keep it open, you got two. You can be a hobby gym owner, guys. It's okay. You can have your gym. It's your hobby. You just got to go get a job to, to, to live the lifestyle that you want. And then your gym is your hobby. Or you got to have a business that happens to be a gym, right? It, it's either or, or you shut it down, man, you know, but you, you can't do, you can't have a hobby gym that you treat like a hobby. That's going to get you rich. Right. And like the people are like trying to like do both. Like, I don't want to show up and I don't want to do anything at my gym, but I want it to to pay me a lot of money. It's like that, that, that's a fantasy guys. And to even want to live that kind of lifestyle says that you're not actually built to even be able to earn that kind of revenue because the people that, that got it guys, they work nonstop. That's how they get there. So it's yeah, this, we're too busy. We're too busy to spend that money on fancy stuff. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just, man. And look, like I'll defend a gym owner to an extent where, there's just been this message that's been pushed that they've seen from so many people. And I'm telling them like, that's sales guys. Just like you do sales, people do sales and you've become a hyperactive buyer because they've tapped deep into your emotions, right? And you have to turn away, you have to see that for what it is. And there comes a time where, okay, I got played a little bit and now I have to take personal responsibility and accountability and, and, and move in a different direction. And, and so many people are just choosing to stay stuck but then they're giving their gym uh, members a hard time saying, you can't let the supplement company quick fixes keep selling you guys. But then they keep buying that stuff every single day themselves. Totally, totally. And yeah, I say a lot of fit pros, it's uh, if you're frustrated at your own business, take a look at what you're criticizing your clients for. Yes. The same mistakes. 100%. So. And I've seen it now on both sides and you've seen it, right? I've worked with gym clients and now I work with gym owners too. And it's the same exact behaviors that keep people stuck. Yeah. <laughs> I would say, you know, the client's like, why, why aren't they tracking their macros? I'm like, why aren't you tracking your finances? Exactly. 
exactly. <laughs> why do they want a quick fix? Why do you want a quick fix? Why are they read, you know, why are they in 20 Facebook groups? Why are you in 20 Facebook groups? It's the same thing. It's so, 100% the same thing, bro. It's the same thing. So speaking of that, um, and if there is one Facebook group you definitely should be in, and you should definitely be learning, but you want to narrow that focus and, and, and you'll just learn from a couple of good resources. Um, how can people find out about your Facebook group? And then where should people go if they want to contact you directly or, or, or just find out more info? Yeah. So um, our, our Facebook group is called Gym Lead Secrets. And you're able to go uh, rate, you know, just rate Facebook. You can search it out and come find us. And you'll see, yeah, we, we post valuable, actionable content every single day. It's, it's there to help people take action, not just hang out in the group. And then if you want to reach me directly, you can reach me um, at my email is robert at fitforfreedomtransformations.com with the four being a number four. That's awesome. And I can vouch as well. I haven't been in there that long, but I've seen like the stuff you're putting out there. You know, it, it definitely seems like you're a group. It's as if, you know, most Facebook groups people are in, it's just a marketing tool to like get people one more step further. But the group, the stuff that you're doing, it's like, it's like a paid program in there. Like you're churning out trainings and educational, practical stuff and downloads every single day. So um, people should be, fit pros should be joining that, like just for that value alone. Um, I think they just come into your group. They could just swipe stuff for a day and have, and have, you know, an extra 10 K a month of potential income to be made. If they didn't even yeah. interact with anyone, they just come in and swipe some files and stuff. So really love what you're doing. And that's why I wanted to get, get you a bit more exposure, hopefully on this podcast as well as one of the good guys. Um, I'm going to look forward to seeing you, uh, in February at the rise event with myself and, and Carly El Masri going to have Robert there as a, a guest speaker. So you, if you're at the event, you can connect with Rob there as well uh, and, and hear even more. But this has been great. And now we've got to wrap up because we've, we've got some other stuff to get on with today as well. But um, it's been great having you. And is there anything else you would, any parting advice or inspiration you'd like to leave the listeners with? Yeah, I mean, really, guys, I mean, if you're listening to this, like I, I'm a high school dropout drug addict that ended up homeless, right? If I can do this and really help people, like you can build the gym of your dreams, right? But it's hard work, but the roadmap there is simple, right? You just have to drown out the noise, get honest with yourself and surround yourself with good people that are doing good things, right? Don't go chasing your friends that are broke, staying broke and think that their ideas are going to help you get your gym where you're trying to go. Like be honest with yourself and genuinely show up to help people and you'll end up in crazy places. Awesome. Well, it's been a great, great chat, super authentic and practical and helpful and valuable. So uh, thanks so much for that. And uh, thanks for listening, guys. As always, all those links are going to be below on the podcast, wherever you're listening to this. Um, go check it out. If you're listening to this and you got value from it, please consider taking a screenshot, share it on social media, give us a tag, or share it on with one fitness professional that you think, or any person, any business owner you think would get value out of this. We'd really, really appreciate that. All right. So thanks again, guys. That's been the FBB podcast. We'll see you on another episode. Hope you enjoyed this, guys, and I will see you very soon.